Well, good morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Welcome. We are in part two of Hearing from God. Hearing the voice of God is for all of us, all of us. And I don't know if you've ever just thought about this subject and really dug in to the New Testament and the Old Testament. Guys, there is crazy, crazy evidence and overwhelming examples of how the Lord speaks to his people. And the fact that we would think it's strange that we could say or, or, or even believe that we're hearing the voice of God, it should be common. Like, it should be weird if we don't hear the voice of God, honestly. I mean, if you don't feel like the Lord is present with you, if you don't feel like that he's giving you visions and a vision, a vision is not something wacky and crazy and weird. A vision can simply be um, for some people. It's just a picture or it's a snapshot of something happening or um, vision can be just you see something and you're thinking that apply. You can see how God's trying to apply it to a situation or help you clarify something or encourage you. I don't I don't know about you, but I tell you what. Um, I hear from the Lord a lot when I press into him. Um, yes, has the Lord spoken to me in different ways when I wasn't, you know, on my face praying? Of course he has. But if you just want a rich, real, raw, one-on-one relationship with God, you are going to have to commit. You're going to have to commit to the sanctification process. You are going to have to commit to a love relationship with the Father where you sit and you talk and you listen and you journal and you read God's word. Um, you ha- allow others to pray for you that are anointed, that they're hearing from God and they're able to speak to you through their spirit. I mean, you got to engage and, and, and make this a practice of your faith. It, it's just, we talked about it last week where there's this common thing to become a Christian and to receive salvation and then to just kind of fizzle out at that point. And, or, or you tried and it doesn't work the first time. So, oh, that's not for me. You know, maybe that's for everybody else, but it's not for me. And so this is, you know, a moment that I want to encourage every single person, every single person listening, that we should find it common to feel the presence of the Lord. We should feel it common to hear thoughts that we know are not our own, that the Holy Spirit is guiding and directing us. I mean, that's what Jesus left. When Jesus left the earth, he's gone. He's not there anymore to verbally pour in to the people. And then he says, I'm going to leave you something even better, even greater. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is going to be there to guide you and lead you and discipline you, comfort you. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you yourself are going to be able and empowered to do even greater things than I have. Now, that is a whole entire three-part series in and of itself, which that might be the very thing that I do next time. That would be some fun research for for all of you. But 
just realizing how much power the Holy Spirit can have in our lives if we allow it. But we got to get quiet. How 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 long has it been since you've been in an environment where it was just quiet? The TV's not on. The radio's not on. A podcast isn't on. The kids aren't screaming. When do you ever get quiet and just listen to the Lord speak to you? I know there's a time in my life where that question would have been asked and I would have said never, never unless I'm asleep. Is that ever the case in my life? How in the world can we hear the the soft, encouraging uh, voice of the Lord guiding us, comforting us in the chaos of this world? So last series, we got started and we are now ending up where I'm talking about the prerequisite. Um, we have to, there's a prerequisite of jumping into this life of hearing from the Lord. And it is that we must believe that God cares about every detail of our life to want to speak into our life. Listen, we don't have a hearing problem sometimes. We have a believing problem. We have to believe that God is interested. Listen, God is love. And can I tell you that love pays attention? He pays attention. God is love. So you're going to seek him and then you're going to believe that he is going to speak. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. You got to believe that he wants to answer the question you're asking. Now, now hear this. Listen to what James 1 says, 5 and 6. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously in all. Let me say that again. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Can I tell you, there was a time in my life, and it was a long time ago. It was probably, I don't know, it was 25 plus years ago. But I, I feel like it was yesterday on my knees crying out to God and saying, God, I don't want to be tossed by the wind any longer. I don't want to go. I don't want to be thrown from the left to the right over and over, never feeling like my feet are grounded. And if that is you today, the scripture says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. You cannot have one fit in the world and one foot in heaven and think that you are going to live a um, a non-chaotic, peaceful, mental, spiritual, and uh, soulful life. That's not the way it works. And I know we try. We want it to. It would be so much easier if we could just live in the world where we need to, and then the rest of the time we can live within, in, the, in the kingdom of God. But that's not the way it goes, right? We got to have a moment where we sell out. You become sold out. Mind, will, and emotions focused on kingdom principles. Otherwise, we are double-minded. And the Bible says it's, we're unstable in all of our ways. And so if you are feeling some instability today, you got to really assess 
how much of your life is in the world and how much of your life is in kingdom business. And is that your problem? Because the New Testament says well over 20 times, if you ask and you, it says, ask, seek, knock, it's almost a commandment. It's telling us, get out there and go for it. Ask for God, look for him, seek for him, for him, knock, he will answer. And so we got to be prepared with a belief system that's in place and get our feet out of the world and into kingdom business so we can hear what he has to say after we ask and we seek and we knock. We're going to break. We'll be right back. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused on You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. We are talking about hearing the voice of God and what that looks like. And I'm just so passionate to try to get um, as many teachings and experiences and um, processes and in and, and, and scripture into your life to try to help shore you up so that this can become a dynamic part of your Christian walk. So we're, we're talking about Seeking God and believing that he's going to be there and he's going to answer. It's for you. It is for you. And I'm going to get into here in a little while about there are there are things that can keep us from hearing the, the voice of God. But but let's keep moving through what I've got here and, and we'll get to that. But uh, it's no secret that I had a radical transformation for the Lord, even though I had said the sinner's prayer when I was a little girl, when I was nine years old, um, but I did not make him Lord of my life. And I, I went on to, to lead an 18-year battle of good and evil and um, just a life that was internally chaotic being just like I said before we went to break, just being blown by the wind here, there, and everywhere, unstable in all my ways because I was double minded. I was trying to live in the world and in the kingdom. It doesn't work. And I was a train wreck internally. And so I came to this place in my life where I sold out. I sold out and I surrendered. Every good story, every good story, every good God story has a moment of surrender. Something happens and we surrender our will, our mind, our emotions, our habits to the spirit of God. And when that happens, the rest of the story happens. The best part of the story happens. I have to share this with you. I heard Rick Warren. I mean, I'm giving him all the credit, but it's so good. It's really something to think about as we go into preparing ourselves to hear the, the voice of the Lord. He was talking about this whole concept of surrender and submission. Um, and it was he was talking about Moses. You know, Moses spent 40 years in Pharaoh's court. And he spent 40 years in the desert. Moses... Um, is out in the desert and he comes up to this burning bush. And so Rick Warren is talking about what happens. And as he approaches in Exodus 4, he approaches this burning bush and um, 
the Lord says to him, what is in your hand? And Moses, uh, you know, Moses was tending sheep at that time in his life. He was a shepherd. And God even says, first of all, you're standing on holy ground. And so he removes his sandals and he says, what's in your hand? Well, of course, there was a staff in his hand because he is a shepherd. He says, throw that staff down. When he threw it down, it became a snake. It became alive. He says, pick it up. And he picks it up. It dies again. Throw it down. It becomes a snake. It has life. Pick it up. It dies again. You see, every time he picked up that staff, it lost its life. You have to understand the symbolism of this staff. In those days, that staff symbolized, number one, his identity, right? It said he was a shepherd. He's in charge of this flock. That was one thing that staff symbolized. The second thing that staff symbolized was his income. Because back then, wealth was accredited to the number of animals that you had. And so that was another identifying factor. He's a shepherd. Um, It represented his identity, his income. And then the third thing it represented was his influence. Because he would move these flocks from place to place. And um, it was just, it was really a big deal for God to call out this staff in his hand because of what it represented. represented. That staff represented his identity, his income, and his influence. And the Lord said, lay it down. You throw that thing down, I bring life. You pick that thing up, it dies again. What's in your hand? Do you realize that if Moses would not have done this, um, be, there there wouldn't have been um, there wouldn't have been the Ten Commandments. There'd been no, no nation of Israel, no Messiah, because Moses was obedient to what God was asking him to do to make a point, which was crazy. Right? It seemed crazy. The burning bush in itself was crazy enough, but then that the Lord started talking to him, and the staff became a snake. But here it is. From that point on, that staff became the rod of God. And every miracle that was done in Egypt and throughout Moses' life that was done with the rod of God and not the staff. Wow. The moment of surrender, the surrender of his identity and his income and his influence to be willing to lay down that staff and hear the voice of the Lord to then go on to do these miracles that he did. And we know the rest of the story. When we surrender and yield, we are ready. We're in a position to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's exactly how I learned so long ago to begin to listen to the Lord talk to me and communicate with me and and feel his presence. And it was at a point of surrender. Little did I know that what God did in my life so long ago would be the very thing that I use um, as as my greatest weapon and tool in 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 spearheading sold out ministries. It was at this very moment where I surrendered. I sold out that pivotal point that morning in the street as I was running and I sold out to God and I gave him permission. I gave him permission. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to shove his way into your life. You have to give God permission. It's through that surrender 
then God will come in like a flood and he will begin to do things in an instant that you tried to do for 25 years of your stinking life that you could not overcome. That is my experience. I lived that. I walked that. I'm a walking testimony that this is what happens when we surrender. And listen, I had a strong will and to surrender any anything to anybody was extremely difficult for me because I had to hold it all together. I felt like if I let go of one single ounce, even though I was doing a lousy job at running the affairs of my life, I felt like that, you know, it would just all fall apart, which is so crazy. We do that. We hold on to things that we think we have control of, and yet they're totally out of control. Think about that for a minute. We hold on to things that we think we have control of, that we can see with our very eyes are totally out of control. Listen, the message today for every single one of us is surrender. And can I tell you as we go into break, and then I'm going to tell you the coolest story about how God began to speak to me, but nothing powerful will come out of a relationship with Christ until you surrender. And it doesn't just happen once. You must surrender over and over and over as life goes on and as you journey out the sanctification of your salvation. Let's go to break. Would you like to know more about Amy and Sold Out Ministries? You're invited to visit amymillslive.com to find out about events, read the latest blog, view photos and videos of the show, and download all shows as podcasts to take with you each week. If Amy's Freedom Message resonates with you, then enroll now in Redemption Academy, a three-semester online academy where you learn how to gain maximum freedom and live your destiny. Go to amymillslive.com. Welcome back. It's Amy. We are talking about hearing the voice of God. And I need to give real quick, I got to give my little disclaimer. This is my disclaimer on the back of the package, which is teaching this message is um, gets on shaky ground because somebody can hear this with ears that are not intended to hear it this way. This has negative zero to do with legalism and following rules or processes or do's and don'ts. There's no right or wrong way to it. But the only way to teach this and start to get some encouragement in your life about hearing from God is to give you some examples of things to do and how to get it started in different ways that God might want to talk to you. And only and just to give you my experience, and my experience is going to be very different than your experience, but it's the only way I know to teach it. And so please, right now, do not listen to the voice that is telling you it's a do and a don't and it must be done right and you can't do it right so why try because that's a big lie and the second lie that you're hearing is oh that's great and fine but I don't have time for that so can I just encourage you to get rid of that voice and just hear these three series just listen to the message and ponder and consider let God you and God decide what you have time for okay don't let that voice that's telling you to discount everything you're hearing um, because you don't have time. All right. So we're talking about surrender and we're talking about how it all began for me. And what happened to me is in this moment in my life where I was having a massive transformation for the Lord, God was giving me these suddenlies, but then he sat me at the kitchen table that year and he began to drill down and teach me not only the word of God, but also 
who he was, how to sense his presence, how to hear his voice. And listen, I was so on fire and I was so desirous of a change, right? My heart was so zealous to know a different way internally that I was just, I was, I was at such a high level of belief. And, and that was, I think, key to the Lord being able to do what he did. Um, a book came across my path. And it was so, I looked at it just the other day, all these years later, and I just thought, you know, that book was just for that moment in time to impact my life the way it did. Because once I read it last week, it was like, I don't know, it just didn't even really have that big of effect on me. God will use things at perfect times in your life to impact you greatly when he wants to. This little book was called Let Prayer Change Your Life. Let, now, Prayer will change your life, but I love the title. It's Let Prayer Change Your Life. Will you let prayer change your life is the question. And so I read this book, and and she talked about her journey of spending an hour a day with God for a year. Yes, this woman did this. And so this book is about her story of all the things that unfolded as she began to spend this time with God and the things he showed her in the prayer, I mean, crazy prayer request that were answered by God and how she began to hear his voice. And so out of totaling 110% faith, I just dug in and I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm at the kitchen table and I began to journal and I began to listen. I began to trust. I began to write. I started writing my prayers, but I did something even more powerful than that. I would write a question that I had to God for that day. I mean, a heartfelt, gut-wrenching, whatever I was going through question. And then I would sit and I would listen. And what I did, you guys, is I would just write what I heard out of total and complete faith. And it started out as just a word. And then I got two words and then I got a few more words. And then later on, I felt like I had a sentence and I wasn't judging the word, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in a space and I'm, I'm out of my head space and I'm into my spirit space when I'm writing this. Okay. Cause you're in your head, worldly head space. You're analyzing all of it. And so the journaling is so powerful. And if you've never heard this, then maybe you just haven't you know, been a Christian that long. But if you've been a Christian for any time, you hear how powerful journaling is. Number one, because you do hear the voice of God through that writing. Number two, because you can write your prayer request and go back and reread all the things that God has answered. It's so powerful. And so journaling, I began to journal and I just began to listen to the voice of the Lord. And I would write one word. And then I would write a paragraph and then I would write two pages and maybe every day I wouldn't get something, but I was there and I was committed and I was surrendered and I was listening with a spirit heart and not with my worldly head. And what I chose to do, and this was my own thing, is I just as soon as I would, that would be the last thing I would do that day with my time with God, I would shut the book and I would leave. And I would not even read what I wrote until the next day because I was less, I was less able to analyze it. And when I would go back each day and read what I felt like I had written, which were the thoughts of God, it was the most powerful thing I had ever experienced in my life. God began to comfort me. He began to encourage me. God began to tell me things that were going to happen and warn me about things that were about to happen so that I would know when they happened. A small example, I just began to journal one day, a storm was coming and I had no idea. I just wrote it out of faith. 
And a few weeks later, my husband called and he had lost his job. And the instant he called in a panic, I had a piece that came over me and I instantly thought of my journal and I said, get home. I got to show you something. And I showed it to him. And what God had done was he had reassured me a storm is coming, but I'm with you. I already see the storm coming. I'm telling you in advance, don't panic. I'm in this. I'm with you. I've got you. It was so powerful. This is God. This is how detailed God is in our lives. If we'll just, we just don't spend the time with him. We just don't. And it's the most important thing in our world. And listen, I've lived both ways. I am being compassionate. But what I am telling you is that I'm encouraging you to get out of those old habits and get into the new habits of being with God, because it really is the only way to spend a a fulfilling, rich faith walk with the God that created you. So through this is how I began to hear the voice of the Lord. And what happened was it created discipline. It created desire to go back and be with God. And it began to put power in my life. Listen, this has been going on since the beginning of time. There is such a cool scripture in Acts 10, and it goes on quite a bit. But I just want to give you the gist of what's happening here. God is speaking to people, and they are trusting and believing, and they are acting, and they are moving, and they're not sitting around going, well, was that God or was that not God? I don't know. It could have been me. could have been. We do that. Oh, my gracious. I don't know. That sounds like me. So we can't. We can't. Sit around. We've got to trust and have faith. And and listen, if you get it wrong one day, so what? Go back. Like Joyce Meyer says, so what? Get up, start over, and do it again. We have to learn to discern. And so um, I'm getting I'm getting the hand from John over here that's telling me to cut, cut, cut. So I have I've got to end this. This may be a four part series for crying out loud. But what I want to talk about as we start out next week is I want to talk about um, Cornelius and Peter and how Cornelius heard from God. He instantly acted. He went to Peter. Peter had heard from God before they got there. He instantly reacted. And from that scripture, Peter went on to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. This is powerful stuff. If we will just stop and listen for the Lord, he is speaking into every detail of your life. Oh my gracious, I have to go. I'm sad. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show.